0: listening to the One Room With A View show with Christopher Preston and Dan Orton. Frankly, my year, I don't give a
1: damn. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered it at the last second. Oh, that was it, wasn't that it? That was it, yeah. yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah, frankly, my year. I didn't give it damn. We the only puns, air it
0: out once. The every puns year.
1: never end, people. You're you you're very very lucky. That's ten listeners lost. <laughs> <laughs> well we're in minus numbers now. We owe listenership. We owe business, yeah. We're so in debt.
0: I love about what you said earlier, it's like the peril, <laughs> the perils of recording in a living room. Mm. And I've always thought if we just opened these these kind of <laughs> lovely huge windows up, we'd probably hit more listeners <laughs> than
1: SoundCloud by virtue of just the shouting out. Vicinity, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. January's podcast We're going to be Taken to the streets <laughs> yeah, to <leave laughs> Just the to accosting people What do you think Of this film? <laughs> You're right Frankly um, my year I don't give a damn. So this is the part Of the show The part of the year Where Christopher and I We've, we've watched we've, we've spent 12 months Watching many many films Some of them we liked Some of them we didn't Some of them we loved Some of them we wished Never been made Some of them I'm glad I saw for free And but Essentially you like Arbitrary lists Here's two more We've got two more for you what we're going to do is we're going to talk through our top ten films of the year, from ten to one, back and forth between us, like a like a strange like a ping pong. filmic game of ping-pong.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so Who's I'm serving? I'm literally going to throw a DVD at your head. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> is that to do with the list or uh, no, the airing grievances? That's airing grievances. My number ten, and I know I you know seemingly didn't give it a very high Bob rating, but Rogue One scrapes in at number okay. ten. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. As I said, you glad for, to see it there. For the reasons I've discussed earlier, I, you know, take a lot to, to dampen my enjoyment of a Star Wars film and. This, and it is a very enjoyable film, and there's a lot going on. And it, it, you know, it, uh, it a lot digitally. Peter Cushing. Again, I, I cannot stop thinking about that. So, yeah, very briefly. top He lines. visits
0: me in my dreams,
1: <laughs> yes. my uh,
0: Number ten. So, uh, in at number ten for me is Quentin Tarantino's *The Hate for Light.
1: When the handbill says dead or alive, the rest of us shoot you in the back, up on top of a perch somewhere, and bring you in dead over saddle. Yay. But when John Ruth the Hangman catches you, you don't have no bullet in the back. Mm-mm. When the Hangman catches you, you hang. A, you film, a film I sadly
0: missed. I I definitely ask you to watch it. I've, it's, I've uh, been trying to find it. It's a great film. I, you'll probably get it for pennies in like the January sale. Mm. They they always seem to fall down like a year later. It, it's brilliant. It's a it's a kind of great pulpy. Ultra-violent Agatha Christie story, and and that's the best that's way. what
1: Agatha Christie was missing. I a- was absolutely.
0: Thought. I think I said like a um, bludgeoning. <laughs> someone to... Samuel L. Jackson plays basically Poirot in it. His uh, <laughs> his dual pistols are Captain Hastings. Uh, that's uh, a
1: version of Murder on the Orient Express. I'd like to see. A-
0: I've had it up to here I these think... motherfucking murderers. <laughs> I think when you watch it, you'll see that I'm right. Okay, but it is it's a great kind yeah. of wintry mystery very <laughs> elastic band revenge story all all molded in in
1: a way that tarantino only can that gets in at number 10 for me great well uh, my number nine and i have a feeling you've got this in your top 10 but a lot higher sure anomaly oh my god
0: hello oh do i look awful i was just taking my makeup off oh my god oh don't don't look at me
1: hello no you look lovely which i watched only the other week, finally. available on Netflix. So available on
0: Netflix now, yes.
1: It's is- our net <laughs> Fascinating film, mm. and I liked it. I mean, again, this is a film which I praise more because of craft involved and the ambition. Yes. yes I should say. So, if anyone doesn't know, *Anomalisa* is about a businessman who goes. He goes on a business trip somewhere. He meets a woman in a hotel. They spend the night together. Yeah. Uh, all the while, he's having some kind of meltdown. meltdown. Actually, yeah. He's having a, a crisis of, 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 of the mental yeah. kind. We spoke about it in a few and podcasts, Yeah, you though, you Yeah, you, you, you uh, championed it a while ago and said so I absolutely had to watch it. I finally followed your advice, have watched it, found it, as I say, incredibly intriguing. The, the voice, it, 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 there are three actors in it. There's David Thewlis, who voices the main guy. And, and I forget sometimes that David Thewlis is an absolutely amazing voice actor. Just and, amazing actor. No, he do, of, well, he is, yes, but I mean, his voice is, he, it, it works so well for this part. Jennifer Jason Lee of *Hateful Eight <laughs> is is the woman he spends the night with. Lisa, yeah. Uh, and then an actual uh, the, Tom, the actor Tom Noonan is credited as everyone, <laughs> everyone else. Everyone <laughs> else, yeah. And he voices all the other people that David Thewlis's Michael Stone uh, encounters. As encounters, as well, yeah. And and, the, uh, and what I when I when I talk about what I like about the craft of this film is that because it's stop motion. They've. Made every other puppet in the film. Every every character has the same face, just with different costumes and hairstyles, and you know it's a. It, but but they have the exact same. Kind but of they have the same eyes. Have the same. eyes. You know, the same facial, facial makeup. Facial makeup, and they're all voiced by Tom Noonan, who does the exact same. You know, just the, He doesn't even try and. Differentiate, doesn't change does his he? voice. He voices Michael's kid. He voices Michael's wife. He voices the man behind the desk. He voices the, waiter, the hotel manager. The every, and, you know, male or female, child or adult, Tom Noonan plays them, and which really helps with the point the film is trying to make. Michael Stone has got to the point in his life where he, he, he doesn't care anymore. So you know, he just, he, n- nothing means anything. Everyone is exactly the same around him until he meets Jennifer Jason Lee's character, who has a different face to everyone else. She's mildly disfigured. Uh, and mildly she? disfigured and, and has, <laughs> obviously has Jennifer Jason Lee's voice. And it's amazing to see it, or, you know, it's a, it's a, technically it's a, mm. it's a very well accomplished film. Mm. Um, I'll definitely be talking felt, about it a bit later. Um, it's definitely it is in my yeah. list.
0: It's just higher up. You're right. Yeah, for sure. Number so. nine for me is Rogue
1: One. What will you do when they catch you? What will you do if they break you? If you continue to fight, what will you become? Just
0: tremendous, kind of old and new again. Mm. It doesn't have mm. that nostalgia. It, it's not as uh, as kind of warm a nostalgia bath as the Force Awakens. But I did love the little kind of hints as well as yeah. this this newness to it. It's kind of a. Uh, a, a bold step if I can steal the star-crossed <laughs> phrase there but yeah I, I really hugely enjoyed it for the reasons yeah, we yeah. spoke about. Um, Plus that Darth Vader scene. But yeah, you, that that is, One right. of my favourite scenes of the year.
1: In at number eight for me is a, is the first of two Netflix exclusive films, okay. uh, Netflix originals on my list, The Little Prince. Then I grew up. I forgot all about being a child. Until something miraculous happened didn't get to see that yet oh, I've not I seen it yet I implore you to watch it yeah. it is just a beautiful film i put another animation for there's, there's a couple of animations on my list i put another one a bit further up for different reasons but but this one this one stuck with me as well i watched it ages ago if you're not familiar it's based on a on a french fairy tale the film there are different animation styles in it there's um there's the real world where a girl a little girl meets the pilot living next door, and he tells her about how he met the little prince, and and that, that's animated one way. Then his stories about the little prince are animated in an entirely different way, in a wonderful little sort of stop motion oh, cool. way. And it's 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 a very good story about mortality, really, and 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 what life means and what, what death means. And, and
0: so, what you're trying to say is that my list could be exploded by this if I
1: go and watch it in the next. Few I don't days know. Days I think well, you should yeah. watch it.
0: Guess what, Dan? It's a Netflix. <laughs> So brilliant, Little Prince available what, on the. What's there. your eight? Uh, yeah. My number 8 is, is also an animation. It's Kubo and the Two Strings. If you must blink, do it now. <laughs> Pay careful attention to everything you see and hear, no matter how unusual it may seem. And please be warned, if you fidget, if you look away, if you forget any part of what I tell you, even for an instant, then our hero will surely
1: perish another one I
0: missed great film It again we're kind of talking about stop motion it seems to be a resurgence yes, this year this is a
1: like of animation studios and, isn't uh, it
0: absolutely but this is also a film that very tenderly but very adultly addresses this idea of mortality and there are characters that live and there are characters that die and it's a whole story it reminded me a little bit of the book of life yeah Remember that film the, um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the day of the dead themed kind of animation a little while ago it is really really beautiful Beautifully animated,
1: like really fantastic, but it's got a bit of electricity behind it as well. Isn't it funny that there are a lot of. Well, we have to sort of look to our animated films to. Give us these lessons. Absolutely. I think they're a, lot, you know, I, they're, they're a lot more adult than adult.
0: I think that's because when we're adults, when when we're trying to talk to children about something, and I know this as a teacher, you do have to speak to them in a, in a very concise and to the point way. Yeah. In a way that perhaps you can't dance around the subject a little bit in the way that maybe like Anna Melissa does kind of dance around the subject a little bit more. Um, I think there is a wonderful gift of talking to children in that way in that you address. And I still think that that's why a lot of the films like Toy Story 3 still resonates with me so much. Yeah. In a way that other growing up tales don't, and that's what I think Kubo and the Two Strings. If you haven't seen it, do is a, a very beautiful film directed by Travis Knight. I will, Some gorgeous voice acting. And Matthew McConaughey does something wildly different, wildly different in this
1: film. Really great, great. film. In at Seven for me is a film you and I both saw when we uh, made one of our regular, you know, critically acclaimed guest appearances on London sure. Film Club. Yeah, Is the childhood, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not childhood leader. Benito Begins, I think I called it, <laughs> yeah. back, in the, back in the day. Wiener Dog. But with a dog, things are different. A dog is not human. It's an animal. They look to us for guidance. Without us, they wouldn't even be here. Wiener Dog. Yeah. A film I so You're a enjoyed. real champion of I, that film. I didn't know if I would like this film. So enjoyed this film. Um, Todd
0: Salons is most recent, is Yeah, isn't
1: it? it's, it's a dark, twisted comedy um, pitch, dark. pitch dark. Pitch dark. About four di- people, four different people who own the same sausage stock Yeah. And I, listeners, go and watch it. You, you might hate it. Um, I think the majority of you will hate it. if <laughs> I'm yes, being I think the only, I think I'm in the minority of people who think this is an absolutely genius work. Yeah. I but should I, say
0: I, I really enjoyed it. I as had, had to well. put it in my top ten. It has to be there. Uh, what number is this? Number seven. seven yeah. So, in at number seven for me, very different. Um, Son of Saul. It's. Very brutal, uh, but excellently made Holocaust film mm. uh, involving um, a man who is trapped in uh, in a death camp and who, when he examines some of the bodies of his kind of fellow Jews that have been executed, recognizes one of the boys to be his son and spends the next few frantic hours trying to prepare a traditional jewish funeral for him whilst trapped inside a concentration camp uh, it's it's incre- it is incredible it's, it's it's an exhausting piece and it's a kind of uh, how many you know like how many more times can you show the holocaust uh, mm-hmm. and yet this film manages it, it transcends its dark and kind of already well documented subject material to be a very acute film on being a parent you know, um, as well as the and I suppose the horrors of of what men are capable of doing to each other as well. So, yeah, an incredible film.
1: I'll definitely, definitely put that on the list for you to see if you haven't already seen it. In at six for me is a film you recommended a while ago, sure. which I had missed at the cinemas, but I've managed since to catch up on Hunt for the Wilder People. Ricky Baker, happy birthday, once rejected, now accepted
0: by me. We're
1: a Very charming. Empire's number one. Yes, but but my number six. You're number six, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And in the battle of arbitrary lists, yeah. I think I win out. I think so too. <laughs> Amazing performance from Julian Dennison, the, the young star, the lead role. riggy Baker. Riggy Baker, with with just excellent support as always from the inevitable. Inim- Sam Neill, who you know, it's got that really great Rye flight of
0: the concords New Zealand Kiwi sense of humour running yeah. through it as well, isn't uh, it?
1: One of the I think, one of most successful New Zealand films. I think it's the most successful, <laughs> the of, most all most successful
0: of all time. Yeah, and rightly so. It's, great a, it's a it's a lovely film. For me, in at number six is Embrace of the Serpent. This is a film that our our editor David Brake made sh- made sure that I <laughs> saw this. saw this in the PCC. Um, excellent, really great five bob film. Uh, kind of an epic story about a tribe and it having to succumb to the modern age and about how this this tendril of the contemporary ends up extending and strangling all parts and again it's a film about mortality maybe there's something there's a recurring theme here Dan I think as I as I wander towards <laughs> the, the 27 main... club <laughs> 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 it's only January my friend uh, but yeah Embrace the Sermon really great In, There is a kind of art house pretentiousness to it. It is done in black and white. It is all subtitled, Mm -hmm. but it's brilliant. It really is. It's fantastic.
1: Okay, top fives now. Right, here we go. Number five is my, there's another animated film, Moana. Okay, first, I'm not a princess. I'm the daughter of the chief. Same difference. No. If you wear a dress and you have an animal sidekick,
0: you're a princess. You are not a wayfinder. You will never be a wayfinder. You will never be
1: a wayfinder. Just, I think Disney very rarely put a step wrong, and this is a case of. We're in a um, new golden age, aren't we? Yeah, and and it's nice to see. After, I mean, I think the last musical film they did was Frozen, and then we had Wreck It Ralph and Zootropolis and and Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six, which are all fine, but there's something about Disney musicals which are always. I mean, maybe I'm tapping into nostalgia. Yes, isn't again, it? it taps into that nostalgia of my childhood. And I didn't think Frozen was all that good. I know mean, everyone hi- hyped up that one so much. So this, Moana, we know, it's from, it's directed by Ron Clements and, and John Musker, who obviously are behind, with well, the geniuses behind Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, Treasure Planet, which I think is a very underrated Disney film. And the music in this is great. You know, proper this Disney This film musical. is better
0: than Frozen. Oh well. yes,
1: absolutely. Like this is one of their best musicals in a very long time. Plus The Rock. <laughs> yes, The Rock. Is there nothing that he can't do? It, it just thoroughly enjoyable couple of hours in, the, in, in with great characters, great music. For me, number five is the nice guys. You <laughs> fell down, the bill, you get drunk, you lose your gun, you take your header off the balcony, and now you're going to tell me it's like a, a hallowed time on a detective ploy, right? It was very slippery up there, okay? I was, I was in the pool. You were in the pool? Yeah. Why? I had to question the mermaids. What were you doing while I was working? Thank you. Let's get rid of this guy. Oh, God.
0: The the Shane Black kind of new. It's basically Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for 2016. (laughs) But I just I I think Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. If ever a franchise was to be set up around this concept of them two riffing on each other, whilst you know in the seventies. Uh, in investigating this much larger conspiracy. There is a... I, mean, I a hope there would be. I hope there'd be more of these films. I hope so. I hope so. M- maybe it's this idea of it and maybe more Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and the nice guys are part of a, an anthology series maybe that he's bringing out about, you know, these, these two kind of bitter <laughs> private detectives that end up squabbling whilst getting... But there is a great banter um, to, 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 the, to the screenplay, yeah. great laddishness to it. Uh, I thought it, it was a more accessible inherent vice... Or inherent nice, Dan. You've been so, waiting to say that, haven't you? A Whole year has nearly crept by without me being able <laughs> that's to. What's the use only reason it's on your list? <laughs> yeah, Exactly, a crap <laughs> film, awful old film. But no, that's in a, um that's in at number five for me. Really, Great.
1: really cracking. In at number four for me is one of the films. I f- It's probably the most important documentary of this year. Is this thirteenth? It is thirteenth. Thirteenth Amendment to the Constitution makes it unconstitutional for someone to be held as a slave. Exceptions, including criminals. The loophole was immediately exploited. What you got after that was
0: a rapid transition to a mythology of black criminality.
1: I haven't seen it yet, so I'm looking forward. Again, and this is my this is my second Netflix original. This is a it's an in depth look. It's not not Netflix, is it? It's a Netflix. (laughs) Yes, Thirteen is a look at the prison system of the United States and um and it's called <laughs> that efficiently run yeah, you know, yeah well, that, well that smoothly run <laughs> <Utopia well, well. laughs> <But laughs> <basically laughs> people it, from people, people in america desperately want to go to prison yeah. so there's, well, there's so experience.
0: many of them in there
1: <laughs> it's incredibly well made it flows very well i mean I, as i say in terms of like documentary make, filmmaking i've not seen a documentary flow that well in a very long time in terms of how they get from one point and next development. And, you know, this is a history of the prison system and how it's gone from, how they went from introducing the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery unless you were imprisoned and slavery was a punishment. Sure. And that was to appease the South. So the South's economics, you know, economy didn't go to tits up. Yeah. All the way... That's the 14th Amendment. <laughs> all the way up until now, where they, you know, the prison system, the population is bursting at the seams. Things are being privatized. It, it, it's it's under brutal. And it's, brutal, isn't and it's it? I mean, absolutely. I have seen anything about the American? And there's a lot there about the inherent racism. I mean, there's, an inherent, there's a lot there about um, Trump. Trump gets mentioned, and it's, isn't it's there very that, politically. That appalling on fact point. that if you're like 16
0: male and black, or 18 male and black, you're much more likely to be imprisoned than you are to go to college in America. And something saw that, yeah, like a couple of years ago, or something ridiculous like that
1: yeah, no, I think that's something, that's something yeah. that's, there's some truth to that, and they touch on the rising populism and very obvious racism of donald trump 's politics, which they you know, it's a warning, so i I would say everyone should watch this film, Trump probably won't. Or if he does, he'll probably he can't even criticize, criticize it. his, uh, his yeah.
0: special, like, information briefings. That's no, so I doubt. No. I doubt he's missing them to be watching. 13, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, um,
1: but yeah, do see it. Everyone should see
0: it. In at number four for me, very quickly now, is uh, is a documentary. Is Wiener?
1: Has anyone ever told you it's hard to get you to talk about your feelings? Let me ask
0: you something. Are there any? There must be some species of fly that stays on the wall and talks, but I've never heard of one. Usually, is is the fly-on-the-wall technique, is not that have to do a little bit with the notion of not being seen or heard? You just kind of pick up what goes on around you? It's the Anthony oh, Weiner yes. story um, about the kind of shamed politician Anthony Weiner who ended up accidentally, there's uh, great levels of nomenclature there in that he ended up <laughs> tweeting a picture of his, his bulge than, mm. Um, mm. and tried to cover it up I don't know if there's a pun in there i suppose <laughs> ended up not had had to step down a couple of years years later reinvent himself as this incredible candidate to become the new york it's mayor. a fascinating
1: documentary and
0: the whole thing just blows up in his face, and I've never seen a. Well, he
1: can't stop getting his tackle out. He just can't he?
0: keep getting his knob out. That should be. just... <laughs> that's, that's his main problem. <laughs> and that's his pitch to New York. I, I can't stop I getting can't my stop knob make out. Make me mad. And I think flashing. that they're, they're, the, the great idea, isn't there, of, of following a hero is that there is something, an, an anti hero has something that has a fatal flaw in them, yeah. and his is that he just can't stop. He's addicted to sex. And it, never have I no, found. No, it's a serious a, issue. Which I've never be found be. it. Well, he is funny, though. Let's
1: be honest. Funny. his name is Wiener. That's God what I'm sins. saying.
0: And there is, there is a great. There is never has real life so f- felt so like the thick of it. Yeah. And there, they are. And the camera crew is so intimate. The camera crew are there, like for
1: every beat. Oh yes, I mean, was it at the very end where the, the the man behind the camera just says to him, "Why are you letting me film this?" Like, I, I, and, <laughs> it's and incredible. You, you, it's it's a great kind of
0: it's not only a look at American politics and this idea of e-news and, and as we said breaking news and stuff like that but there is, um, there, there is this awful human element to it in that you see Huma Aberdeen who's one of Hillary Clinton's top advisors who was maybe still is married to Anthony Weiner and you just see her silently scream her yeah. way through this separation they're separated movie. now I, they are separated I don't know if they're now, divorced I yet I, well yeah. I think it was because of the, the Clinton well, rant for well, president well, and stuff that he kept getting but, his knob out <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but the, do you know what the worst thing is Is he is so likeable What's the thing? I saw someone a friend of mine uh, had seen it and what? sort of summary the film or? <laughs> <Yeah>. well <laughs> all of it um. <laughs> <laughs> it's very childish thank you a friend of mine had seen uh, the, the documentary and summarised it that Anthony Weiner Anthony as I said they softened Anthony the tea, yeah Anthony's an Italian descent, isn't he um, is he's a brilliant but deeply Deeply flawed man. Yeah, but he. But he, he, he is. I but mean, politics. But he, by all I mean, there's there's footage of him in the film in Congress. You know, like just just beating the heck... I mean, you know, verbally beating the heck I'm out so of the Republican. So words here, aren't we? <laughs> no, but so it's obviously a very very talented and, and very charismatic. He has lots of fans. There's lots of people who. basically say, look, he didn't do anything illegal when he when he posted that picture on Twitter. But, but he, he manages hasn't. to successfully
0: and, defeat that. It's only yeah. because he.
1: Couldn't but stop, he, but he can't stop. Yeah. It, it's uh, you know, uh, the, the great, great g- film, just, honestly. A, just and a fascinating, my favorite subject my documentary of the year. Right, wait, okay, wait till you see 13.
0: All
1: right, I have to say, Wiener was in my top 20, I think. Okay. I just didn't into the, the top three now. It's getting it's holding up, heating up. It is. I, I, I you know what, I really am not at where to put this in my list, but sure. it, it came high because I I, I, I still think about it a lot. Okay, it's the Jungle Book. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean, the bare necessities—old Mother Nature's recipe that brings the bare necessities. Of life. The Jungle Book, John Favreau's. John Favreau's Disney remake. And I know there are a lot of people that hate this film. <laughs> I've seen very mixed reactions. There's someone I'm I, surprised, someone I uh, I know on Facebook who. Is regularly sort of going on about how still? That's, well, yes, that's very bizarre. Um With all that's going on in 2016, yeah, he has a, a problem with like the jungle. jungle look. Look. Bloody John Favreau. Yeah. I. I mean, we've talked about this in a podcast earlier in the year. We both really enjoyed it. We did yeah. It's it's the Disney remake to beat at the moment. It's set the bar. Got about a million of them coming and down. Movies, so, hey? so, just be yeah, the deluge of them. But this, I don't know, something about it would. It was technologically incredibly good vocally the acting was amazing uh, it, it, it it deferred back to the film but it also had line, it, didn't yeah, it it had, it had its makes. own identity yeah. just a thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to uh, yeah. and it gave us I mean if if everyone's ever feeling down about 2016 The Jungle Book gave us bloody Christopher Walken singing I want to be like you
0: <laughs> yeah
1: as a giant epithecus yeah you
0: don't get that in every film Dan certainly not in this most recent in my number three <laughs> Um, which is everybody wants some. Okay, Richard yeah. didn't to follow up to Boyhood.
1: You guys want to try a little telepathic stuff? Do it. Fucking. What am I thinking about? Baseball. Having a tail. Cereal. same the sharks. Sharks have tails. It's a good point. It's good point. had a tail. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: Great. Nostalgia trip back to the seventies. You can tell that Linklater is having an absolute ball. If, if you don't like Richard Linklater films, you're going to hate this film. But this is a is a proper frat house comedy that is unlike unlike a lot of the kind of post American Pie stuff that you get today, mm. uh, which is is always. I mean, this this does look at themes of the laddishness and taking drugs and talking rubbish with your friends and getting drunk at your head and trying to get laid and all of the rest of these. Tick boxes that you have to hear. Exactly
1: like my college days.
0: Exactly, it? yeah. Well, me and Dan could tell you a few stories, couldn't we? We spent most Friday nights having a chat about films until the early hours. So, oh, yeah, it's
1: film stories around. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you can talk to us and Richard Linklater. later. But it's a great, it's very, very funny and very acutely realised. And I always think that all of Linklater's films manage to swerve cliche and they manage to. But for films that are so talky, they all share thematic similarities and, and all of them talk in a in a very Linklater-esque fashion. You can tell it's the same person who wrote the Before trilogy, the same Mm. person who wrote Boyhood and that, but there is still, it's a great museum piece and um, a fun nostalgia trip. That's number three for me. Right, the
1: big guns My runner-up this year is a film from way back in January. We'll get silver. Spotlight. We'll take it to Ben when I say it's time. It's time, Robbie. It's time. They knew and they let it happen to kids, okay? It could have been you. It could have been me. It could have been any of us. we got to nail these scumbags. we got to show people that nobody can get away with this, not a priest or a cardinal or a freaking pope. Incredible film. I Excellent mean, journalism I mean, film. I mean, I think I'm slightly biased as as someone who works in the journalism. Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't think as, it may, As a priest. Yeah. <laughs> that and silence, maybe. Uh, no if anyone hasn't seen this this film is based on a true story about how the Boston Globe's investigative team basically uncovered yeah. just and a sh- shit ton yeah. of of abuse within the Catholic Church and how and and the and it's the, 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 the breadcrumbs bre- you know and, like and 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 what you know how that set off a chain reaction uh, you know that we still we're still feeling now you know and it's all because of this team of you know five people uh, intrepid journalism it it is a great film about journalism, you know right up there of all the president's men um which we another, spoke about enough every podcast another yeah. film based on a on a true story just yeah i don't know I, it's very hard to describe how much i like it it was, it's just its it's acutely realized as well isn't it I mean, it it handles the subject matter incredibly well it doesn't get you know it doesn't get melodramatic. I, uh, you kind of it have to avoid
0: the soap, the soap opera, don't you, when you are mm. dealing with the film like
1: that? It yeah, very much like like any good journalism. It puts forward the facts. A warranted best picture. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't a great setup this year, was it? But it no. of, of all the, it was the best of it, it was the best. I'm not, I don't want to say the best of a bad bunch. It wasn't a bad bunch. It certainly was the best of the you know of the ones I saw. Yeah. Um, better than the Revan The number two for me
0: is a film that you have mentioned. It's Anna Melissa.
1: I think you're extraordinary. Why? I don't know, yeah. It's just obvious to me that you are.
0: I wonder when that would come up. Which was, was my number one for a long, long time, at least until the summer. Okay. When it was dethroned by what is still my number one now. I I just loved it. I think you pretty much uh, encapsulated why it's such a wonderful film. It's a real yeah. think piece. It's another Charlie Kaufman existential piece. It looks at how... Which I think has been really mentioned in... I'm, I'm still... Uh, I'm listening to Springsteen's audiobook at the moment of right. his uh, of his autobiography, Born to Run. And he says about, there is a there's a chapter or several chapters, a whole section in it where he speaks about being successful, but still not being completely happy with life and what that is. And I think that Michael's character in Anna Melissa looks at that, doesn't he? He's a very, very successful man. He's clearly affluent. He has a yeah. wife, he has a child. He's made it in life and yet he's still so devastatingly empty. For me, this was a great continuation of that of a very, very poignant line in her, which goes along the lines of: "Sometimes I feel like I've felt everything I'm ever going to feel, and the feelings that I have now are just kind of lesser echoes, almost, of stuff that I've already felt." And I think that this film makes a whole screenplay about that, and um, very, very deftly done. Not a very long film, and certainly a net pick. So that's my number two.
1: Okay, so the big guns. Drum roll, my number one film of the year. The film. I only saw, again, this one I saw recently, maybe a month or so ago, but not a day goes by when I don't think about it. It's really stuck with me, and that film is Room. You said a birthday cake for real. That means candles on fire. Jack, it's okay without the candles. It's still a birthday cake. You should ask for candles for a Sunday treat, not dumb jeans. I'm sorry. You know, I have to ask for stuff that we really need stuff that he can get easily. You seen, you've seen I've it? Seen huh? it yeah. Yeah, I've seen so it, yeah. So, listeners who haven't seen it, this is a film starring Brie Larson. She won the Best Actress Award at the Oscars uh, earlier this year. It's starring her and Jacob, Jacob Tremblay. Tremblay. Directed by Lenny Abramson, who obviously... Local I mean, hero. <laughs> <laughs> and is about... Uh, they play a mother and son, and she was uh, she was kidnapped as a teenager, kept in a shed in the back garden of this man, it's a, bit, a, a you know, suburban home, sub- though, suburban home, yeah, it's a, a, a very a,
0: ordinary street. It's a, an adaptation of the Emma Donoghue novel, which yes. in itself is a uh, kind of a, Not, I mean, it's, it's basically an, a, an adaptation of the Joseph Fritzl story, isn't it? Or it certainly riffs on that. It riffs
1: on story. it. I mean, it riffs on. that, I mean, the, 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 that sort of happens a lot. And I think, I mean, when the film uh, just after the book came out. We had the Ariel Castro story—the guy who kept women in his basement on a, on a very ordinary suburban street for mm-hmm. years and years. And she, you know, she said that it's a complete coincidence. Obviously, she had no idea. Um, but it's amazing that it actually. begs the question of how many more people I are like, out there, I, doesn't I, it? I, this is what I mean. And this, I think this, is this is a is film that makes you Creeps um, you
0: out because it, it turns suburbia against you, yeah. doesn't
1: it? They they live in this this in this room, the titular room. Jacob the, he plays uh, Jack. He's not seen... It all His whole life is this room. That's all he knows. He's a product of um, there, and, and he is a product of of the, of the kidnapper raping Brie Larson's character, Joy. And then, you know, one day, Joy decides she's going to get them out. I don't want to give away too much, because this... I mean, you know, won't give away too much by saying they do escape, because a lot of the film is about their getting... It's a film of two hearts, back into the real world. And it's just a really powerful study of... Of what is, as we just said, is a very this thing. This is happening, and has has happened, and and will continue to happen. Probably, you know, without a doubt. Uh, People won't be as lucky as these fictional characters all the time. They won't escape, and presumably have not. You know, we don't know how many times this kind of thing's gone on. And a film that, and I'm I'm amazed that a film like this hasn't been already made, really. And it and it and it makes you think about a lot. It makes you think about the world a lot. Uh, My heart has not burst. So many times watching a film as it had, f- watching that two you know the two hours of watching Room, the escape, mild spoilers, the escape where
0: Jack's character is very pivotal. Yes, I don't want to spoil it for any people who haven't. But that, that yeah, no, that's is right, one yeah, of my favourite yeah. segments in in an in
1: incredible this year. piece of filmmaking, an incredible piece, uh, thing to watch and to witness. And you're you're sat there and you're you're, you're you go through. I mean, I, I said to a friend last night, you know, I, you, I had all the emotions yeah. in that it's a film. spectrum, isn't it's it? It's a complete spectrum. And you're just left, not since having watched 12 Years a Slave, I, le- was, I left feeling so exhausted after watching a film. Mm. So powerful, so brilliantly made. Uh, you know, I just, that, that it, it has to be number one. I could not make it my number one film. Spotlight was my number one for a long time. I saw Room, it changed everything.
0: I love the idea that you 've given your number one to a film that you couldn't get out of your mind because yeah. that 's exactly why mine 's number one I you were saying, that's why i've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my number one has clung yeah. to different parts of my my mind with hooks and this kind of like a like a like a bitter perfume to it and mm. and i've thought about this film pretty much on a daily basis since seeing it in probably about June time, and that is nicholas winning reference.
1: The oh, yes. Well, so are you going to tell me that it's what's inside that counts? Yeah, that's exactly what I think. Well, I think that if she wasn't beautiful, you wouldn't have even stopped to look.
0: Now, I'm not sure if you've seen the this yet, that <laughs> the well, uh, uh,
1: it's,
0: an, it's an intoxicating, violent, brutal, sexy, glamorous crass, vulgar piece of art that uh, very garishly looks at, um, in in quite a trite way of looking at how the the fashion industry swallows up, and I'm using that word particularly, uh, Mm -hmm. at least that phrase particularly, swallows up its talent. For me, I, I think maybe winning Refn outside of Drive is a very much a love or hate director I think that Drive is pretty much universally beloved now but uh, More or less the Only God Forgives I think um, Eddie Falvey uh, out one of our staff writers for the site is a big fan I've rewatched it and I, and I really do like Only God Forgives but The Neon Demon for me is probably my second favourite of the director's filmography after Drive I'm a big
1: fan of his Miss Marple episode personally
0: yeah and he wants to do <laughs> Doctor Who and they won't let him and I just think <laughs> he's a director that is being made for Who particularly like a Capaldi episode directed by Nicholas Winning That being would be incredible, incredible, incredible wouldn't it but this is a, it's a great film it's got a stunning soundtrack um, a soundtrack that has, as I say lingered far um, far after the credits have rolled but there, there is so much to talk about with this film and I think a lot of people would dismiss it as cheap and shock for shock's sake, yeah. and there is some incredibly violent parts to it, and some parts that you do feel a little bit of sick coming up, you know, crawling up your uh, oh, your really? throat. Yeah. But it, it's just one of those—not
1: uh, one to take popcorn into. Then
0: no, I've seen I've seen it three times now. <laughs> oh, blimey, what's she doing? Yeah. Uh, you, I've seen it three times now, and um, I think that it will be. Spo- it, there is a, a, a rather graphic scene down of, of lesbian necrophilia. And I think that there's your barometer for taste. Well, I only like one of those things. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) God, we're not going to have that conversation. Uh, But it's one of those things that I think a lot of people will focus in on that kind of stuff and forget what makes this just a furiously artistic Mm. think piece. I loved it. It's a five-bob film. I'll be thinking about it for years to come. That's my number one.
1: Well, there you have it, guys. Room and The Neon Demon top our respective arbitrary top ten lists. And frankly, my
0: year, I couldn't give a damn.